Hello and welcome to Surveyor Says, the podcast from the National Society of Professional Surveyors. Each week, we bring you fascinating guests that are involved in the profession of surveying. We cover a lot of ground, including table lay talk with Gary Kent, point of order with the NSPS Joint Government Affairs Team, future focus, highlighting current and future leaders of the profession, and everything survey-related in between. Thanks for joining us here on the podcast and hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of Surveyor Says. Hello and welcome to another episode of Surveyor Says. This is your host, Tim Birch. And yes, it's the new year. I'm back on the road. Uh, my first time to anywhere in South Dakota. So I'm here at the uh, South Dakota uh, Annual Conference in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, obviously. Um, and just happened upon a, a group of students from, where are you guys from? Southeast South Technical College. Southeast Technical College. Uh, we've actually heard a lot about, at, at the NSPS, we've heard a lot about this, this, uh, this college, this, gr this group, um, through our, uh, our director, uh, actually the, the incoming vice president, uh, the South Dakota director, Linda Foster. Uh, she spoke uh, this, this institution's high praises of, of you've, got, uh, you've got quite a bit of people here, so, which is great. Um, so. We thought we would just get together tonight, have a conversation. Tell us what is, what's going on with, with the program, what, it, what works, what, uh, what you're learning, and really what you see in the future surveying, and we'll just see where the conversation goes from that. So starting to my left, stage left, let's go ahead and around and have everybody introduce themselves. Um, I'm Alex Andreessen, I'm a student at Southeast Tech. I'm double majoring in both civil engineering and land surveying. Um, I'm an intern in industry right now. I've been interning for about two years, ever since I got out of high school, and I just enjoy what I do. Perfect. That's that's your example to go off of. All right. I'm Jaden Wendelin. I'm also double majoring at Southeast Technical College in land surveying science and civil engineering technology. Uh, I've also been interning for a little bit. My name is Caden Coomer. Um, I am also going to Southeast for land surveying and civil engineering. I have been interning with Infrastructure Design Group for a couple years now, and I enjoy what I do. And yeah. My name is Dustin Fish. I'm also double majoring in the land survey and civil engineering programs and I've uh, been interning at Bros Engineering for the past year or so and I, I also enjoy what I do. Uh, I'm Chase Watley, uh, also double majoring in the land survey science and civil engineering technology uh, and I've been interning at DJNA over the summer. Nice. <clears throat> My name is Rodney Francis, I'm a student at Southeast Tech majoring in the civil engineer program. I look forward to seeing what my summer looks like. And uh, Caden Frick, um, I'm going to be uh, or going to Southeast for land surveying and science. Um, I've been interning with DGR Engineering for about a year and a half now, and I've been working a lot with survey and a little bit with drone work too there. Nice. 
I'm Carson Popkeys. I'm double majoring at Southeast Tech for the Land Surveying Science and Civil Engineering Technology programs. I've been interning with DGR Engineering for a little over a year and a half now. And last but certainly not least, I'm Josh Reedy. I am also double majoring in the Land Surveying and Civil Engineering, and I just finished my summer internship at Rose. Very good. Well, I guess the first general question I, I have when I, when I, at any time I come across students uh, like yourselves, um, I'm a second generation surveyor. So I had somebody that I've, I'm, I followed into the profession. Just overall, I mean, why, are, why survey? I guess why, you know, start with you, Alex. Well, why survey? Um, well, in high school, we took a class and it was called internship class. And I was interested in land surveying, and to the best of my judgment, what I was told is that they fly drones, and that was that. Okay. And then I did an internship, and I was starting to find out, like, oh, no, it's not just drones. It's, it's a lot of stuff. It's staking. It's topo. It's, it's your boundary and things like that. And as I found that out and I kept learning about it, I just became more and more interested in, in the profession. And... And now I just, I really like all aspects of it, and I can't really slim it down to what I like the most. Sure, very good. Chase, what about you? What, why survey? Uh, initially, it started out at the uh, South Dakota School of Mines and Technology in Rapid okay. City. Sure. Uh, and I was pursuing a degree in geology. Uh, started to go through the, the steps to complete that, and I wasn't quite sure exactly where I wanted to, to put myself in that degree. Uh, and I took a surveying class out there, and I actually really fell in love with, with all of that. Um, but I can't get a survey degree at that college, so I wound up transferring over to Southeast Tech and been working at it since then. Very good. Caden, uh, how about you? Um, I, too, am a second-generation surveyor. My dad's a surveyor. Um, I wouldn't say, I, I mean, he kind of paved the way for me a little. I, he was what introduced me to it and everything. and allowed me to see what the world entailed and then I've enjoyed looking at it and through my own eyes now and seeing what I can do with it. Excited for to continue with that. Okay. Caden? Uh, mine was uh, coming out of high school I didn't really know what I wanted to do and the biggest thing was did I want to be inside or outside for the rest of my life and I kind of found out that surveying was a little bit of both, a little bit of office work and Surveying has a lot more outside work right now, but down the road probably be a lot more inside work too. So I like that. That's what I like about it. Jay, uh, I was actually going to go to Southeast Tech for architectural engineering originally, and then Beth, she gave me a college tour, and she wanted to show me a little bit of the mechanical engineering and some of the civil engineering as well, and I thought I would like civil engineering a little more, so I decided to pursue that, and she said that I could get civil engineering and land surveying if I just wanted to do both at the same time, and it would, it would only be a couple more classes different, and I, I thought, why not, and I really like surveying. Very good. Josh, how about you? Um, in high school, I had no idea what I was going to do. I was actually just going to go be a plumber at Southeast Tech. <laughs> but then uh, State Wrestling, my coach said land surveying, and I had no idea what it was. I didn't even know that was a thing. And then I went and I job shadowed for a day, and I really enjoyed it. It's a lot of inside-outside work. Um, I, li I like math. I'm not very good at English, so I like doing with numbers. So <laughs> found out it was a lot with math. I just really liked it ever since. Rodney, how about you? 
I like it for the fact that there's job security when you look at Sioux Falls. I moved from a bigger metro, Washington State, and seeing how Sioux Falls, the city develops, there's so much job opportunities in being a landscaper in this particular city. So Very good. Carson? Um, kind of the same thing as a lot of these guys after high school didn't really know what I wanted to do. So I had a friend that had started a job that was a few years older than me at an engineering company and he was doing land surveying and I just kind of talked to him about it and just figured might as well give it a try. So I went to Southeast Tech and after getting to know how to use some of the equipment and working with it every day, we decided, you know, it's a lot cooler than it sounds sometimes, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. Very good. Uh, and Dustin? Uh, I guess like most of us, I didn't really know what I wanted to do coming out of high school. I planned on going into mechanical engineering actually, but my dad kind of, I wanted to be outside like the rest of us, and he said you should check out surveying. And, uh, I wanted to go to Southeast Tech for the mechanical, but I visited, visited mechanical side, then visited Rod and Beth at the surveying and civil side of it, and they just kind of, I was like, well, I guess we'll give it a shot, ended up getting a scholarship, so through my internships, I've kind of found I really do like the construction side of it. I get to see projects from day one to the last day, so I just, it's kind of what interested me personally. Very good. Well, I think all of your testimony testimonials are 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 pretty pretty normal. I mean, that's I and mean, the bottom line is, yeah, you're coming out of coming out of high school, not sure what you want to do, and uh, I just like I said, I'm just really glad that you've heard about this program. Somebody piqued your interest in it somehow, some way, because it's uh, it is a fantastic uh, profession, and like Rodney said, the uh, the job security going forward. That's the other the other part. Um, and there's going to be so much variety. Um, I guess tell me a little bit about the actual curriculum. I mean, what are what are some of the classes that you guys are taking, and what are some of the things you're you're learning for now, and some of the things you're looking forward to learning down the road? Um, Rodney, why don't you go ahead and go? Uh, it's a math-heavy um, <laughs> subject for sure. Um, what I like is the fact that when you get into it, you get hands-on experience right off the bat. First um, semester, first week of class, we were out there with the equipment, learning how to use it. And um, Mr. Breitling, our instructor, was really like hands-on with us. And we, we got a lot out of it just in our first semester alone. Very good. Dustin, back to you. What, what, uh, what, what do you see as the, as the curriculum and how, what are you getting out of it? I think our curriculum's really like Rodney said, it's really hands-on. Um, you know, big colleges like South Dakota State, they don't have the equipment that we do. We have the latest TSC-7s, R10s, R12s, nice. total stations, and we get to use those every day almost in class. And then you get out in the field and it's the same equipment. So I guess that's a big part is we have the latest equipment that we get to use hands-on every day. Sure. Jaden, how about you? What do you, what do you think of the curriculum? Uh, like what Dustin said and Rodney, it's hands-on, math-heavy. We do have a lot of that nicer equipment, but we also get a lot more personalized with the smaller classes. Everybody gets to know everybody. Everybody helps each other out. So if we all get stuck on something, it's a lot easier to figure out how to get around it. Very good. Uh, Carson, what about you? What, uh, what, what, in, what 
keeps your interest peaked about uh, about the curriculum? So I think Southeast Tech does a really good job with the curriculum because they have specific classes broken down. So like this semester, we have boundary law and wastewater and um, like statics. But then they also are able to bring it all together for, so we have a review class for our FS exam that we do on Fridays. So they do a good job of breaking things down so that you can understand them individually, but then also making a total review class for the exam that we'll have to take once we graduate. Very good. Let's switch gears just a little bit talk, and talk about the curriculum itself. The labs, I mean, you're talking about using the latest equipment and really getting hands-on. Uh, are you finding through your internships and versus the labs that there's a lot of a lot of crossover, a lot of carryover from what you're learning to what you're actually learning on the job as well? Or, what would you say? Yeah, very much so. The same equipment we're using at work, we're using at school. I mean, we didn't start off with that equipment. Our first semester, we started off with, um, with automatic levels, which people still use. We use those at infrastructure. But um, we also used other things such as tape and chain. And so I feel like that helped us to understand the basics behind it and what the equipment's actually doing. But then we also have that more advanced equipment, which we are <coughs> using in the field, such as TSC-7s, SX-10s. Nice. Yep. Okay. Alex, what about you? Is, um, it, is it carrying over? Yeah, I, I agree with Caden, and I think it's especially helpful because our first semester, we started off with all those conventional instruments like the automatic level, and we used digital levels, and we ran through traversing. And I think what Rod was kind of, he, he's refined this, this curriculum several times. He's been teaching for 37 years now, so he knows what to keep in and throw out maybe. And at first, we all thought it's crazy that he's keeping this, these super old tools in. And then once you get to your second, third, fourth semester, you're like, oh, now I'm kind of understanding the basis of this and why we're doing that. And, and I think that's just really helpful and it gives us a fundamental understanding. Okay. Caden, what about you? You, you think it's carrying over? Uh, yeah, I think it goes both ways. So I started my internship the, the, week, the same week I started school. And with, with work, there hasn't really been anything that I've been like, I haven't at least heard about this from school yet. And then kind of vice versa. Sometimes I'll be doing homework and I can just fly through it because we've done it at work before too. So it does go both ways. And then same with, we have a CAD class too. Um, we do a lot of CAD at work too. And I just, I have a lot of knowledge in it because of school, so. Well, that's great. Because I mean, that's, I think that's part of the knock. And let's, uh, I'm gonna take a little higher look at this right now, you know, from, from a societal view that uh, there's really this, this negativity of spending money on education and yet, you know, I always I always kid about those that, that go to school and get their masters in basket weaving and, and there's nothing to do with it. Um, I guess what I'm I like what I'm hearing here about the application of what you're learning is is transferring directly to your internships, is directly to what you're what you're going to be doing in, in your careers. Um, so I guess that's really a testament to the to the program. I mean, what would you say? Is that really a I think it's a really a, a big plus mark plus mark for the for the uh, for the, the curriculum itself yeah, I'd agree that uh, I, so. I'd, I'd agree and uh, just to clarify I mean the instruments we have there's not just one or two robotic total no, stations it's enough for the whole class every class has their own unit everyone has their own rover unit and we 
I, I mean, that's super important. That's well, huge. You got you see like twelve people outside you in almost, the mornings with our survey classes. And that's the you almost forget how lucky we are. Yeah, yeah, we're very yeah. fortunate. You're sitting there and there's two people on one total stage. Yeah, I guess. Some of the other schools, there's ten people, and you don't. Sometimes, well, sometimes we go to work and we have three people on one total station. Yeah, and you go back to school and you have less. So. Right, right. Well, uh, even we have South Dakota State's construction management program comes down, and we teach them because all they have at their school is automatic levels. Yeah. So they come down. We teach them about GPS. We teach them how to set up robots. Teach them about staking, a little bit of topo. Nice. That's just scanning. Yeah, yeah we, got we did scanning well. exhibit. Yeah, so that was kind of just okay. that these guys are going to big colleges, but they don't have the equipment. Okay. Well, very lucky. That's awesome. That, that, well, and I guess that's a that's a testament to the school, to your instructors that are pushing, and uh, and and really getting the involvement of the suppliers that are being able to. to bring and make sure that you've got the equipment to, to be able to do all these things. Rod's, Rod's primarily been the person who's been collecting yeah. he's, all he's of that. He's the guy, yeah. <laughs> yes, anything and everything. He built it. The man. Yes. Well, that's, that's fantastic. Let's talk about the technology a little bit more, though. Uh, where do you see, I mean, yes, you're playing with the latest and greatest toys, and I'm actually very jealous. Uh, <laughs> but... Uh, where do you see the profession going? Because you know, that's one thing we say is big data. I mean, really it's coming down to big data and the, all of the data we're collecting, whether it's scans, whether it's yeah, conventional terrestrial UAVs, LIDAR, what have you. Uh, is the, is the, the curriculum giving you a little bit of that foundation of where oh. that's all going? Yeah, yeah definitely. Oh, Our first class is called uh, the fundamentals of survey. So we get, we, we look at all those first edition surveying equipment. We get to not learn how to use them in depth, but we get a brief overview. We get to go outside and do a couple labs on a bunch of the first surveying equipment. It's kind of crazy how far we've come. Yeah. How yeah. 40 years even, how people used to, what they used to do to compare. Hey, hey, hey. To hey. hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, you're, you're right. Rod right. would cool. tell us stories yeah. about like getting like back in the day truck to just to connect back again. Yeah. You couldn't yeah. drive far enough, and or, then you'd have to yeah. Or like some or like back then, like you start out with like a three man survey crew, and then the technology progresses, and then you only need two people to do it. And technology progresses, and now you only need one person to to do it all. Yeah, that's the thing. I think each generation of surveyors, you're going to be the pioneer of something. Mm -hmm. Like right now, we're kind of I don't want to say we're the pioneers of. Um, scanning point clouds, all that, but maybe drones. Yeah, but, but I kind of make the joke that I do surveying outside, and then my friend here, Kate, he does surveying inside because he, he he processes a lot of point clouds and a lot of those scans and flies we do. And I, I mean, basically, that processing is, is just like going through and surveying it again when you're doing it. Let's talk about that a little bit because historically, surveying has been, like you said, it's been very labor intensive three, four, five men crews back in the day, uh, cutting the line and doing all these things. Uh, but we're seeing such a dynamic shift because of the technology. How important do you see the learning the software and how much you're being taught in the curriculum with the software and that workflow? Uh, what, where do you, do you think that's one of the strengths of this program is what is teaching you inside as well? 
We have a drones class, and we actually had to learn about airfields because of the drones. So we had to learn like, yes. levels and classes and elevations of it all. It's just it's crazy because it's going to go to the sky. And next thing you know, a uh, topo that takes two, three hours to go 50 foot marks, however far, just going to take 10 minutes to fly it. Right. Are you, Ronnie? What do you think? I think it's awesome that they introduced that into the program because sometimes with technology, if you don't get with the program, you get left behind. And some companies, like for example Kodak, that used to do cameras, they were the biggest name in cameras. Yep. Why did they get left behind? Because they didn't believe digital was going to be a thing. So with the program that we have introducing all the scanning equipment and drones, it'll take us forward to the next step rather than being behind, especially at Southeast from what I see. So what, when it comes to processing, uh, you talked about the, like I said, the fancy stuff outside. What are you, what are you guys learning on inside as far as software and and uh, procedures? Um, I know for post processing or flights and scans, it, it's a lot that goes through Trimble Business Center, right? I mean, we have we get the updated version of Civil 3D every year. We have the 2023 okay, version. Okay, Civil 3D. Yeah, okay. We have that license. We get the updated Trimble Business Center license, and I mean, we're everyone's becoming proficient in both programs, and they're learning how to process in TDC, bring it back into Civil 3D, so it can be pushed out for a design. Good. Also good. PIX 4D. We yeah, used it. Okay, good. Yeah. Good. Good. Um, based upon what you've been exposed to so far, where do you see where do you see the technology possibly going from your perspective? Where can it where where can it be? Jaden, what do you further beyond? <laughs> I don't know. That R twelve I is really fancy stuff. I mean you can bend your rod at a 45 degree angle and still get the shot exactly where it would be. Yeah, that's some, that's some pretty cool stuff. Um, yeah, because you know, I'm really thinking that, you know, like you said, it's good to, you know, we talked about it, it's going to be big data. And uh, it's, uh, I say, fortunately, it's going to be a lot of sitting inside and processing and making sure you know, all of these literally billions of points that you're going to be collecting over time. Um, the program itself, uh, we know we've been, uh, that's one reason we're here to talk about it and promote the program. Uh, your, your main teacher is not going to be there forever. Yeah. Uh, what, and I guess at this point, I'm going to just, let's just flat out say it. This is, a, this is your, this is your selling pitch to somebody out there that could step into that role. What, uh. How, how critical is this program to all of you and future surveyors that we have somebody there? Yeah. It was super critical. I mean, every surround, it's even critical to other states around here. I mean, we're probably pushing out, besides me in Minnesota, but if you're going to St. Cloud in Minnesota before you go southeast, chances are you're probably staying in Minnesota because they have different requirements. But, I mean, we, we send people all over the, the Midwest after they graduate from southeast. I, I mean, yeah, it's really critical. Yeah. Yeah. The biggest pitch is that it's a two-year program yeah. Yeah. instead I, of a four-year. The workload's a little heavy because it's two-year, but there's a lot to learn. But I haven't met a surveyor that wasn't taught by Rod yet either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Everyone comes from you Southeast meeting, that I know. And, you, and they just, everyone knows Rod, no matter where you go. There's a lot of companies that pull a lot of interns from Southeast Tech, as soon as they graduate, we all we all have jobs. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. I know yeah. industries. 
kind of a little scared right now, like they're trying to pinch pop the last of us here graduating or these last two yeah. years that are graduating because they're not sure where they're going to get their workers from next after that. Because, I mean, Southeast is the only school for surveying in South Dakota, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's right. now the last one. Yeah. Industries already began trying to put, um, fork over a little bit of money per company to try to influence someone to be an instructor, so I'm only imagining that'll continue. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm hearing a serious plea, not for just you guys to get through your years, but for the, the longevity of this program. If somebody's out there and is, is, is teaching and wants to, wants to be a bunch, around a bunch of great students in a great program, uh, they, sh- they should come here. And the other thing I mean, is like, we have uh, one of the uh, field guys teaching, and it's not like he comes in just not knowing anything. Rod has so much information he has the average of the past 20 years in test. He has so much. It's it's a little scary when you're going into a test. And he's like, well, this one's gonna this one's gonna be tough, guys. The average was a 70, <laughs> <laughs> and you're just sitting there like, oh great, this is gonna be fun. Also, Chadwick, we our class is from four to six because he still works. Yeah. And Miss Cassie, Beth Cassian has brought up how Southeast would be flexible with online class classes. And yeah. There's, we're. Just, they're just trying to work something out so they can keep it going. They're very flexible. But. Chadwick is an um, industry worker who's doing adjunct teaching for us. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Let's. he's never done teaching in his life, but because Rod has just such good curriculum and he writes everything out, he just kind of just stepped into it. And, and Chadwick has also been through this program. Yeah, yeah. So, sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, it sounds like a, a whole table full of satisfied customers here for for the college itself, for the program, for uh, you know, the, the amount of time you've spent with Rod and absorbing his knowledge. Uh, like I said, this, is a, this would be a shame for a program like this to go away because, and I'll be honest with, with, with all of you sitting here and on, on record, uh, while been around a lot of students these last couple of years uh, in some of these discussions, um, this is the most positive group I've been around about the program and how much uh, how much you enjoy and how much everything bleeds over to what real world is so that's that's part of the problem Um, so many like I said so many negatives with college you learn something in college you take it to the real world and it's nowhere near the same and that's not what I'm hearing here you're hearing workable skills from day one literally yeah. Not only like our works, I, I, I feel like you get the best of both worlds when you go through this program because you're also getting book heavy enough to have these high passing rates on our FS exam. I mean, yeah. I mean, we're not just doing labs and we're not getting any of the technical terms. I mean, we're going through, we're reading through all these slides and we're trying to understand everything so we can pass our FS, which I know isn't an easy test. The past couple of years, Southeast Tech is at a 100% passing rate for that. For students that take us. Very good. Yeah. That's that's that is commendable. Thank you for sharing that. When the average is what sixty? Yeah, it's yeah, it it something. It's, yes. it's not that high. No number. Well, I think I think right there is your testimonial, uh, listeners. That uh, like I said, if if you're teaching out there and you're looking for a, a, a great opportunity, a wonderful challenge, uh, yeah, Southeast Technical is some place that you ought to check it out. Uh, at least talk to them and see what uh, what kind of teaching opportunities are here because 
you've got the you've got a whole bunch of sponges around this table that want to learn, and uh, it's it's really been great. Um, I think I've already got my answer, but uh, Alex, let's start with you. We'll just go around the table. What's the future of surveying look like to you? Well, I mean, it, it's going to change, and I think you kind of have to you have to be a chameleon a little bit when you're in this industry. But that's what I like about it is it's constantly changing. You do something new every day. Jake? The future of surveying to me looks like anything. It looks like it could be anything but bad. Yeah, I think the grassroots will always stay the same, but it's kind of hard to tr truly know what it's going to look like because look how much it's changed in the last 10 years. So who knows in 20 what it'll be. Yeah, kind of like Caden said, the fundamentals of surveying will always be there, but it's technology can only get better at this point. Just supply and demand, and a lot of places want surveyors. So the job security is the big one. Yeah. you, Roddy? Yeah, I think I'll piggyback off of what Chase said because right now what we're looking at is almost like the last group until anybody decides to come in. And so for us surveyors, there's a lot for us to do in the city. There's a lot with technology going on, and uh, there's no limit really. Uh. I'd say, uh, yeah, technology probably just kind of almost getting easier and easier as, I mean, this this winter break, we had a pretty bad winter break, a lot of cold <laughs> weather and a lot of snow, and because of that, I got to sit inside for two weeks, but still survey through a computer. You still because, had a job. Because of the drones, yeah. yeah, I think the technology will just keep us always going instead of having the slow winters or just not being able to do something. I think we'll be able to do more easier. Exactly. Carson. Yeah, I agree with most of these guys like, that we're always going to have jobs and that uh, as far as actually surveying, I think it's probably going to move forward further into drones, be less manual labor. Oh, I think so too. Josh, what do you think? I mean, you're always going to have to stake. You're always going to have to go out there and do stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like that. Which, I, you know, I, yeah, I enjoy it. I enjoy getting out there and doing stuff like that. But, I mean, you're always going to have that day where it's just like, oh, it's super hot out, but you got drones and you just go fly it. And I don't know, the sky's the limit. They probably didn't think drones were possible 10 years ago, and now True. we're flying them daily. Boundaries don't find themselves. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, we'll always get always find Boundaries are fun, too, though. Concrete guys don't go out there and just start shoving. Yeah, exactly. Well, gentlemen, thank you for your time. Uh, you know, I guess on a little, uh, an additional note, uh, these guys helped out with the uh, student scholarship auction tonight and did a great job with all of that. Uh, tried to look pretty. Tried. Yeah. Should have wore some skirts. You're no, yeah. yeah, you're no Vanna Whites. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> That's okay. Oh, see this guy? Wait, that that uh, that dated me a little bit, didn't it? <laughs> uh, but uh, no, thank you for all your all your efforts tonight. I, you know, I think the I think the world's pretty looking pretty good too for uh, for this profession. And uh, as long as we get programs like this and keep them going, I think we're great. I think we're in good shape. So. Also, a really nice thing is with Southeast, you can your, all your credits transfer. Most of your credits transfer over to St. Cloud. Okay. So, so you, you get your so you know, get a four year so that you could survey in Minnesota. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's what a lot of us are. Plan I think a lot of us plan on taking either online classes or even going in person, St. Cloud to finish up. Mm -hmm. 
That's good to know. There's no restrictions on where you can go then. Exactly. Yep, and that's one thing that we're going to have to work out uh, nationwide. Two-year, four-year, no degree experience. Yeah, we've got to figure that out. It's a little bit confusing for somebody to try to get into the profession. Mm-hmm. Um, but it sure sounds like the foundation you're establishing here now, you can take it anywhere. Mm-hmm. So, All right, gentlemen. Thank you very much. Appreciate your time. Southeast Technical College, right? Yes, sir. Make sure I get that right. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, uh, uh, like I said, if you're interested, if you're teaching, you're interested, uh, this program needs, to, needs you. So... Uh, please give them a listen. We'll put some links in the, in the show notes, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. You've been listening to the Surveyor Says Podcast, brought to you by the National Society of Professional Surveyors. If you have any questions about today's episode or any other topic, please email us at info at nsps.us.com, and we are here to help. Visit our website, nsps.us.com, to learn more about our association, the programs we administer and support, our sustaining members, and information about future episodes of Surveyor Says. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, as well as our podcast host, Podbean. And remember, it's a great day to be a surveyor. Surveyor.